Being a woman in the street art has not really been difficult, but it's true that there is probably more tolerance if a guy do something not so good than when you are a woman. So you have to be really good and know everything, and then you can uh, have your spot. Hello, and welcome to Art Goes On, a podcast featuring art people on how they keep the art world running. Here, they will share their vision of the present and a glimpse of the future. I'm your host, Pierre de Montesquieu, recording from Paris, France, so please, pardon my English. Before we start, as we try to make this show interactive, here's a quick reminder to follow our Instagram account at AskArtGoesOn, where you'll be able to ask questions to upcoming guests. Now, on to today's show. This show was recorded on June 2020. Today, I'm joined by Charlotte Dutois, who is a French entrepreneur living in Puerto Rico. She is the founder of Just Kids, a company that curates and organizes public art exhibitions. It also connects artists and brands. Welcome, Charlotte, and thank you for joining. Hi, Pierre. <laughs> thank you for having me. So how art is going for you, Charlotte? Pierre, when you invited me, we were in the, it was during the, you know, COVID crisis and confinement, confinement for everybody. And now since uh, more than a week in the U.S., there is this uh, protest for Afro-American and again, police brutality. So I would say that things are shift a lot. This answer will have two, two steps. First, we have, with my team, uh, we have, because of the COVID, we have decided to get organized to do everything that we cannot do during, during the year because we are too busy. Mostly our job is uh, divided in three parts. One part is everything that is curation and, and uh, preparation of the production. Another part that is really the production of whatever it is, uh, the, the public art, uh, the show. And uh, we are on site, so mostly in the public room. Sometimes uh, it could be inside, in, indoor too, but always with a lot of people around. And another part that is uh, traveling to discover art. It's super important uh, for us and for me as a curator to go visit art fair, visit artist studio, refresh, you know, the eyes and, and meet new, new artists and new talents. So this second part production can, cannot do anything because of COVID. And third part, of course, cannot do anything because we can travel. So a lot of our projects have been canceled or postponed. Many of our projects involve a lot of people and uh, some festivals you know, have hundreds of thousands of attendees. So of course, these festivals are canceled. Not that they don't want to do it, but mostly because the state won't give, their, give them the license. So we have a couple of festivals that have been canceled. Therefore, we didn't have so much, you know, work as a, for production and preparation. So we decided to work on the strategy. What can we do 
what would be our next move. We decide to work on all our visual identity and we decide to brainstorm about what can we improve and what can we do best uh, for when things start again. Uh, so we have been quite busy and, and it has been good, you know, and very positive to be able to do that this work. Now, we were not really active in, uh, in terms of uh, organizing live with the artists, etc., because we felt that people took advantage of taking a break also. And, and sometimes artists just didn't want to do live Instagram, etc., so that's for the COVID issue and, you know, what, what it has changed for us. And then the second part is what's going on now in the U.S., the protests everywhere. And, uh, and I think it's really good and necessary and, and very healthy for, for the U.S. And that's also bring other questions uh, to us. And uh, again, what can we do to improve and be more inclusive in our work? This has been a lot of change and a lot of uh, reflection and uh, a lot of things shifting, but I think for, you know, for something positive. You were talking about the need to improve and be more inclusive in reference to the George Floyd events. Even if you are not only working with street artists, you did a mural with Frank Stella, for example, you are still very involved in urban art. In our mind, this type of art, born in the streets and within a lot of communities all around the world, is more open color-wise, if I may say. So what do you think is still missing? So yeah, I agree. We, we are definitely, you know, inclusive anyway. Not only regarding the color, but also regarding uh, the gender. Just Kids is a woman-led firm. We are only women employees. And a lot of our freelance, I mean, mostly all of our freelance are women. But still, we can improve in terms of uh, be more inclusive in the lineup we propose because in the street art and especially for the muralist, not really in the contemporary art world, but when it comes to paint a big wall, it's mostly white men. And that's, you know, that, that can be improved. So that's definitely something we are working on. We are now working on new projects and we will make sure that there is a, a very diverse lineup. But for again, we always have diver, very diverse lineup. You know, even in terms of continent and countries, we work with Indian artists, we work with Japanese artists, we work with, you know, artists from really different continents. Also, our company is based in Puerto Rico, also our market is in the US and uh, all of my team are, are brown. So it's also something, you know, that, that is important to us. Street art and the corporate world are also quite mannish. How is it to be a woman evolving in this realm? Being a woman in the street art has not really been difficult in a way that I've never been, you know, I've never been uh, insulted or never had really a clash because I was a woman. But it's true that as a woman, you really have to, I feel, maybe know more and prove that you know as much as a guy, know the history, have your own idea and uh, bring something new, etc. But yeah, it's, it definitely I did things differently than a man would do. 
for sure. We also work with uh, some more corporate team. And I feel that in the corporate world, I think that it's even more difficult. For example, I never really had any problem with the artists I work with, but in the corporate world, it's tough for women, you know, to have uh, the position uh, equal as a man and uh, to be recognized. I really feel that uh, there is a lot of struggling there. Us in the artistic community, you know, people are quite open. Also, I still see today projects that the curator is a man, the, the artist are men, the, I don't know, the director that's going to do the documentation is a man. It's like a, a really uh, broad team. <laughs> and and that I, I, I still can see that, and, but uh, I don't think it's really uh, something that is uh, on purpose in the sense that it's not to not include women, but still it exists and that say a lot to our society. You were saying that you were acting differently than a man. In which way? I would say there is probably more tolerance if a guy do something, you know, not so good than when you are a woman. So you have to be really good and know everything. And then you can uh, have your spot. So you have a foot in both art and corporate worlds. Some people criticize the professionalization of artists and confront art as art versus art as entertainment or used for branding purpose. What is your position on that? I think it's, of course, you know, if you ask me, I would say the best is to do art for art. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes because of the economy, you can't. Uh, however, I really think that some uh, artist collaboration with brands are very well done and are very smart and bring something artistic, even if it's commercial. I think some brands are smart enough to step back and let the artist talk, you know, let the artist create what he wants. Uh, so these projects are interesting. Otherwise, I think it's purely commercial. Now, in the public art, you know, it's, it's a bit the same because um, we are entering in a, in a logic that everything has to be nice and beautiful. I think it's not the most important part of the dialogue. Sometimes rather than, you know, a quick move to decorate, I think it would be better to really do art because uh, a lot of things that we do is placemaking. Very, very few time is 100% art because of, you know, again, because of the economy, because of urban planning, because of public art is also privatized. So um, that's also something that exists, uh, you know, not only with a brand, not if you, you, you can see a piece in the street that is not, that has no logo on it, or that is not part of a campaign, but still, you know, it's a, it's a privatized initiative that not necessarily focus only on the art. And do you think there will be more and more talent agencies for artists, like in the sport, music or movie industry? Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing, especially when I sometimes I, I look at agency and I see like this amazing photographer agency. 
You know, if uh, I think being a photograph, only doing art is very difficult, but you have some beautiful, beautiful campaign. And, uh, and again, if it's done with test and there is no logo and, uh, and the creative behind in the agency or in the, at the brand are good, then, you know, I think it can, it can be a really amazing uh, artwork, at least a, a nice art collaboration. Before moving forward to the last part of the show, you were talking about the fact that you took this crisis as an opportunity to make a sort of introspection for your company. Like the trend we observe in every other organizations in art, is digital a solution for you? For us, as a firm working a lot in production, it's really hard to include this digital sphere, except on the content we create because we always create a lot of content and video and photographs, etc. And that's for us super important. But right now, I have to say, I I haven't found really uh, a digital uh, space where just kids could really evolve. I mean, of course, we have a website, we have a shop, but I I don't really know uh, yet what it could be. I'm creating a show right now that's going to be on a big media platform that's going to be digital. But I'm not truly 100% for it. I really like the face-to-face. I think that's why uh, I work in the street and in the public art. I like this confrontation. I like this dialogue. And uh, the digital, not that there is no dialogue, but it's it's different. And... uh, yeah, and I like to, you know, understand um, the environment of a place, the politics, uh, the community. For me, it's, uh, it's very important. So, so digital, uh, besides the, the one I, I told you, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit limited. So what is the next step for your company? Will there be a post-COVID situation? The next step is, uh, is continue the project. You know, continue the project and, uh, and again, uh, trying to do them uh, uh, better, more inclusive. We are now doing projects and programming with artists in the U.S. because all of the other artists cannot travel. So that's another challenge that we had because we are not used, you know, to only do 100% U.S. artists or U.S.-based artists. Uh, so, yeah, now we... We have to do like this. And as soon as uh, the frontier and the flight open, then we will continue to program uh, with international artists. Then after, you know, we're going to try to catch up on everything on uh, of these three months, but really uh, barely not a lot happen. We are also, because of that, we, as you say, we work with brands and we work, we collaborate with brand and artists. So that's something we have been continuing even during the COVID because that's the only thing that we can do really only uh, digitally and by email. I'm, I'm happy we had this even for our artists. And uh, now, for example, we also have, uh, I, I think that Hong Kong, um, China is kind of uh, reopening, although there is a lot of political question but uh, we have projects in Hong Kong so yeah that's that's what's coming that makes a good transition to the last part of the show and the question from our audience Vanessa who is an artist wants to know how do you ensure that there's a fair partnership between brands and artists 
And in particular, how do you maintain the artistic integrity of the artist? Well, we make sure there is a good, I would say, deal. We work a lot with uh, lawyers, a lot. Uh, a lot of my job is to read contracts for this type of project. So we make sure everything is uh, it's good for the artist. And then concerning the artist's integrity, when we work with a brand, uh, we don't work with brands that push too far their brand. We really make sure to work with brands that understand. Otherwise, it can really be a nightmare. And otherwise, there is really no point for the artist. So I think it's our choice. It's our work to do that. But then also, it's, it's the artist's work. It's the artist's choice, you know. The artist's integrity must be decided by the artist, I, I, I think also. But anyway, we, we really try to work with brands that are open. And uh, the good thing, I believe, is that nowadays, the creative in this brand are usually people I could have been hanging out when I was young. And I feel these people are now at some position uh, of decision and they have a real culture of the art or street culture. So it's good. I think it's uh, that's the kind of brand we want to work with. The other one, we just have no, no interest when it's just to do only the brand's wants. Um, I think that's the purpose of the collaboration. You've worked with Shepard Ferry, D-Face, Vils, and many big names. Do you also work with emerging artists on such collaborations? And how do you sell them? We work with emerging artists. Yeah, we do. What we do usually is that the brand come to us and say, listen, I'm, I'm looking for this type of profile of artist, and this is my budget. And depending on that, then, you know, we propose a couple of options. These are the main uh, criteria, I guess. And we propose and then we choose the one we prefer. And then we start, you know, the, the back and forth. We are sort of middlemen, sort of filter in between. Sometimes our role is very important because it helps to, to push for the artists. And now the question I ask all my guests. Do you have in mind an artwork that reflects the situation we are currently living? So when you ask me this, uh, it was again during the COVID. And uh, one, uh, one image that uh, really come to my mind during this COVID is Le Monde des Images of Magritte, which is a, a view from a room of a window. And the window has a sunset painted on it. It's broken and there is a sunset behind. So it's, uh, you know, all of, this, um, all of this idea of what is real, what is illusion, and what we believe is real. And I feel that because of the COVID, we also had an excess of social media, an excess of uh, images. And uh, for me, it's, you know, it, it was really something that really speak to me at that moment. And also the fact that the window was broken and we were in confinement really speak to me, yeah. Thank you, Charlotte. Would you like to add something? Something that is important also for us is that many times people see us as a, as a street artist curator when we actually work with uh, a lot of uh, contemporary artists also. So yeah, that's also something that is important for us in terms of image to be careful on that. 
because that just limit just kids when you know just kids work also like we did a mural with Frank Stella we work with Mizaki Kawai who is a Japanese artist we work with Alexandre Bava who maybe have a training or a past in the street and definitely the street have a very very uh, influence on their work but they are not doing street art and that's something important a lot of artists that I personally like have a strong influence from the street or were graffiti artists, you know, and have something, a movement, an energy. But their work is completely different. I'm thinking about Jan Gersberger, or Paolo Biotta, uh, the Brazilian. You can see in their work something really strong from the street, but it's completely disconnected. One does tapestry, the other one does this quite minimalist contemporary painting. But still, I think there is, the street is there. The street energy is there. Also, what I see a lot um, in the, I would say, the street artists, urban artists, etc., so that everybody looks in the past. Everybody looks at the peers. Okay, it's important. I know history of this movement is important. But I feel that besides doing their studio work and thinking that because they do studio work, they have evaluated a lot, they, it doesn't push that much. And uh, many, many people in this, in this uh, genre look in the past. We need to open to new artists, young artists. It's super important. Charlotte, thank you for your time and for telling us what Just Kids is all about. It was also important to understand that public art is not only street art. We wish you to build up new exhibitions as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great to speak with you, with my fellow Parisian. <laughs> I actually never work in Paris, so that's very weird. Never work in France, but I hope I cross you one of these days. It'll be a pleasure, Charlotte. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Art Goes On. If you like what you heard, feel free to follow and share the show on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube. Leave a rating or review to help people find the show. Thanks again.